You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Hey, everyone. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm here with Jesse Minch. We are today going to talk about how to move your existing brand to TikTok specifically. Jesse's uh, really done a great job of this over the past, uh, over the past, uh, I don't know, probably two months since you've been really going hardcore on. And I think that it's, uh, it's useful to, it's useful to have this discussion because I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people do have this, have this issue where they, they, they've built like a Facebook, Instagram following, uh, YouTube, something else potentially and they're not really sure how to move it to TikTok because TikTok seems to be silly it's all videos uh obviously there's the whole like dancing objection and people just don't know what to do with it and and then of course you say oh well everybody's much younger there are just different types of people that are coming onto it and so i wanted to bring Jesse in here to talk a little bit how he's done it. So Jesse has a very successful YouTube channel, has over uh, half a million subscribers on this YouTube channel, and he's recently started bringing it to TikTok, and uh, obviously he's seeing, he's seeing very good growth there. And I know you've had an interesting journey with it as well. Jesse, just tell us a little bit more about what this YouTube channel is again, just so that we're all on the, on this. obviously you and I are friends, we know, I know this stuff really well, but just tell everybody what the YouTube channel is and, uh, and what the journey's been like with that. Yeah, uh, so the YouTube channel is Get Handles Basketball. Basically, I teach people how to get better, mainly at dribbling a basketball, but other basketball skills. Um, It's something that I've had since just around the time that YouTube started, uh, became a full-time business. Um, And yeah, lately TikTok has kind of, honestly, been where I put a little bit more of my focus. just because YouTube can kind of be finicky right now. The algorithm's not giving as much love to my channel. So, and all of my competitors channels for that matter. So um, TikTok has been much more friendly with the algorithm. So I'm like, Oh, let's put some eggs in this basket. Mm, yeah. So uh, what's the deal? Tell us it's basketball, right? It's basketball tips and tricks. Like what's the channel? Yeah. So basically I, I just teach players how to get better at their dribbling. Uh, I teach them how to do different drills, different moves, breakdowns, things like that. Um, and basically just kind of, it's, it's mainly a tutorial channel. Um, it started originally as being a little bit more of an entertainment channel, um, which I what's it called again, get handles basketball. Right, 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 right. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. And so now I just kind of been trying to, take that tutorial format and fit it into what TikTok is, which is kind of a different animal, you know, try to make it more native. Right, right, right. Uh, and how, how to make YouTube content native sometimes can seem a little bit strange. Absolutely. And you guys are hearing it right now. <laughs> oh, that's your, your channel thing. I was going to bring it on, but I couldn't find the zoom window. Um, I have too much going on. This computer, when in doubt, people of the world who are not super tech savvy, restart your computer. <laughs> if you have a problem, restart your computer. Um, okay. So yeah, we were trying to get on in a fancier way, but it didn't, it didn't quite work. All right. So, uh, okay, cool. So get handles basketball. So obviously it's visual to start with. 
uh, you've got this big YouTube channel. You have ways that you've monetized it through online stuff as well as uh, actual in-person trainings, uh, in like like in-person like camps, right? Like camps that 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 get handles is hosted, right? Um, and so uh, and now on YouTube. So tell me a little bit first about the journey because I know the journey was interesting because you and I were talking a lot at the beginning of it, and then how you found success because you found you found success there now. Uh, because I know at first, um, we, we, we were often talking about, you know, oh, I'm not sure how to find the audience here because I'm not getting a ton of views on certain videos and everything. But um, I know that you both started tweaking stuff, coming up with more of a process, and then also um, keying in more on, uh, you know, who exactly you were talking to, right? So tell me a little bit about that journey as you started to explore TikTok. Yeah. So absolutely. When I got on TikTok at first, I was like, I don't know where to go with this. Cause like you often say, you know, it seemed like all dancing and skits and comedy. And I'm like, okay, I guess I could do that. You know, um, for a little while I was dabbling and doing it with more of like a personal brand I had for like business type stuff. Um, so I didn't, I for sure didn't know how to do it with that with getting handles. I was like, well, I, I think there's a few ways I could do this. And I did start off with doing a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of entertainment, you know, funny type things or just cool visual effects and things like that. Um, and I got a little traction with some of that, but then I found that I could take sort of the, uh, the tutorial type stuff. If you're still trying to figure out how to in a different way. And, um, that's been helpful, you know, just finding basically how can I take what I already have and put that on TikTok in a way that fits that format um, some of the things that I found help for that were being more visual. So I would just literally take the B roll from my YouTube videos and I would just make it vertical. And then I just add like, I call them the little notes, the text on TikTok Cause I've noticed, you know, from watching other people that are doing their thing on there, like your stuff, I saw you doing it. And then I started seeing other basketball creators doing it where they basically everything was visual showing how to demonstrate a move. And then they would just use the notes to do the talking or the text, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that format I found kind of worked for me. Um, and th that's been the majority of my content from this point on. So, so when you say the, so when you say the format, what do you mean by the format? Yeah. Basically so, so you're saying you have text on screen, but is there a specific way? So, so, so YouTube, obviously, how do you structure a YouTube video? And, and, and so, so let's say you're doing a YouTube video on a certain topic, like how to, I don't know, uh, I don't know, like how to, do a, how to do a sick crossover. And so you have a YouTube video on that and that YouTube video might be what, seven to 10 minutes or something like that? Because you have to like, you know, obviously that, that's what the algorithm wants. And so how do you, so how would you directly approach doing that same video uh, that, that's taken from the same actual video shoot and putting it on TikTok. Great, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so there's a couple of different ways I might break that down. It really depends. If I feel like I can condense that whole video down into, I, I usually try to get my videos to 15-ish seconds, give or take, you know, sometimes 10 to 20 seconds. Occasionally I'll go longer, but I found the most success in that 10 to 20 second range. Um, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'll take, if I can get the whole thing within that, I'll do that. Otherwise I'll even take that whole video. And if there's like maybe five tips that I give in it to get a sicker crossover, then maybe I would just do tip one for one TikTok. Tip two would be another TikTok. Um, 
And then the other thing I would do is I would uh, take the B-roll from those sections and basically have that be the video. You know, I, anything with me talking on screen, I usually won't use that for TikTok. I'll usually just have, here's the B-roll. Okay, cool. I'm going to make a new edit from just the B-roll and then I'm going to use the text and the notes. Um, and then the other big thing that I would say is different with the format. Um, I, I treat TikToks first like second to two seconds, almost as like my thumbnail, my hook, my card, everything. So when I'm creating the, uh, I, do they call it the thumbnail or what do they call it on TikTok? I'm not even sure. They call it the cover. The cover. Correct. Yeah, there you go. So when I'm doing that, I'm always going to keep that in mind. Like what, what people are going to see if maybe they're just scrolling through hashtags and, Oh, here's one that looks like it's what I'm looking for. And I'll make sure the text says how to cross, how to do a sick crossover. So they know that from just seeing the text. Um, and for people watching it, they'll get that hook in the first one to two seconds. And then I'll also try to have something that's visually appealing to catch their attention. Um, so I feel like that first one to two seconds, at least for the way I'm doing my format, like it's covering a lot of bases that like on YouTube, it's like you create a thumbnail, you got to get a separate hook. Whereas TikTok, it's like all one thing. Right, right, right. And so do you, uh, like, like is the structure similar? I mean, one of the things that you and I have talked about before is that the algorithms favor, favor similar things on TikTok and YouTube, or at least this is how I feel. I think you agree. I mean, you, you, you need to, even though it's 15 seconds, you still need to focus on getting people through that whole video. And the same thing is true with YouTube. So very often you're deep teasing or you have a hook that's leading somewhere else. Um, I assume, so, so you're mostly doing that with your text on TikTok, whereas on YouTube, you would normally do that by talking usually that's how you would hook them yeah with with youtube it's kind of the talking that i hook them with tiktok is kind of i do the hook through the way i explained but then uh there's one other thing i do do with tiktok like you said i want to get them to the end and ideally get them to watch it again so sometimes it'll right. be like something i'll put something at the end that'll like be like how many times did i do this now they have to watch it again to count how many times or you know just asking some sort of a question at the end where it's like, they didn't know I was going to ask that question. So now they have to rewatch the video to answer it. Or it could be like having something that's just so crazy or so um, amazing that they want to watch it again. That's compelling. Um, and then a third way that I'll do it is, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll have it so there's just so much going on in such a condensed period of time that it almost requires multiple watches. Like the first time they might watch it for to see what I'm visually doing. And then the second time they might need to watch it for the text because the text is so quick moving and they might need even to watch it two times just to watch the text and understand, read all the text in it. So I find these little ways if I can to try to get people to have to watch it more than once or ideally like a thousand times. Yeah. Because loops are the loops and replays are the number one thing the algorithm favors from what, from what we've seen. So yeah, that's great. That's really, really smart. I mean, and, and actually it's favored above completion rate, but they kind of feed each other, right? I mean, you want to see the whole thing, but yeah, I agree that that hook is super important. And I always talk like in the book, I talk a lot about front loading everything because Facebook and Instagram favors that. But on YouTube and TikTok, you really do have to tease. It's important to not give everything away at the beginning. I think that's super smart, um, allowing them to, allowing them to, uh, to, to, to have to rewatch it to get the, to get the answer. What, what have you seen as, um, your most, uh, 
successful of these? Your most successful, maybe like your two most successful videos um, on TikTok. One of the original ones, and it's funny because I think it kind of blew up for reasons that I didn't expect. I filmed it with, uh, I got the Insta 361R when it came out and I got the big extended selfie stick. So I put it really high in the air and filmed myself. So, so what is it? Just for people that don't know, like um, me, what is this camera? <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of like a GoPro. It's like this big, basically. Okay. Little 360 camera. So you can be moving anywhere yeah. around it and it'll film you. And then in post, you can have it follow you around and stuff. So it's kind of cool that way. And it gives okay. a certain effect um, w when it follows you because it almost looks like robotic. And so I put it so, on. So does it, it actually like captures you and follows you around? Yeah. You, in post-production, you can click on you in their app and hold on it. And then it'll literally like, no matter where you move, it'll follow you around. It's awesome. Wait, post-production or production? Post-production. So there's two 180 degree lenses. So if this is the camera right here, let me pull this back. Oh, it's like a, a, it's a 360 camera with two 180. Oh, yeah. interesting. Game changer, especially for what I do for like basketball. Dude, um, I have to tell you before you move on. So I bought this sucker. Oh, I have my background on. Boo, I bought okay. this. Oh, gimbal. Oh, I bought one of these. Yeah, it's like an iPhone gimbal. Do you, I don't know if you have one of these, but this specific one made by DJ, made by DJ, DJI, um, uh, it, it comes with a companion app to shoot video on. And when you use the app, you can use the buttons here to like actually control the thing. Oh, nice. Um, like, like to, to whatever. Right. But, but obviously even, even if you're not hooked up to the app, you can control it and move it and everything like that. But the cool thing is with the app, while you're shooting, you can actually take your phone and uh, so like I would, I would prop it up in, in, in selfie mode. Let me just take off this virtual background. So I would prop the phone up in selfie mode here and I would turn that camera on and like, let's say it's on selfie mode and I would find my face on it and all I have to do is like draw a little box around my face. And this freaking thing will follow me around about 180 degrees. Okay, so that's, it's exactly the same. It's just that Insta360 does it in post. That's so funny. It does it in post and this yeah. is doing it in production. That's, that's so cool. That's so though. interesting. That's the so benefit of that though is you could get, you know, you can use, uh, I, they have a version I would imagine of that for like a DSLR, right? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. I'm, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. Like, because then you could get a little bit higher quality resolution than you would with the Insta 360, unless you're shooting. Yeah, even yeah, it it wouldn't be as good if you're using 360 because it only it wouldn't be you can't do the tracking if they have a you can swap out like a action cam 4K lens, but that won't follow you. That's so it's so interesting. Yeah, when I went to uh, CES in the in January, I would do interviews by myself. Uh, with, with, with people because I was alone and I would plunk this down next to them That's so and cool. I would do the interview here and I would just put a square on them and then I would just let this shoot them like so if they moved it would like follow them around it freaked them out <laughs> it's awesome though it's like having your own cameraman all the time yeah it was it's like the coolest freaking feature oh I love it anyway uh go ahead go ahead you were talking about that camera and you were talking about how you shoot these things yeah so uh I had the 360 uh, on this, what they call extended selfie stick, extended selfie stick. And basically 
man, I think I had it 15, 20 feet in the air, the camera. So it almost looks like a drone. And so I basically just put in slow motion, me doing uh, some behind the back dribbles on the way to the rim for a layup. And when I took the layup, I noticed when I was editing it, the, it was really bouncing it around on the rim. And on the last bounce, you couldn't tell if it was going to go in or not. And I cut it there. And I put on the text then, do you, and then wait a second, think, wait a second, I made this layup or something along those lines. I don't remember the exact words. And so people are commenting, they're watching it multiple times, but here's right. the kicker because of the angle and because of the way it moved all robotically and it ended up like, since it was so far away and putting it in slow motion, the quality wasn't good. People thought it was NBA 2k video game and people were commenting, is this 2k? So I think I was getting like some extra traction from that. Oh, but that was one of my first really big hits. Um, and then besides that lately, what's been hitting for me is just kind of these kind of wild and crazy moves that are a little bit more street ball and not fundamental. Um, I think it just grabs people's attention and you'll get people commenting that'll never work. Oh, that would definitely work. This is cool. Like it, it elicits a little bit more of an emotional response out of people because it's not the typical stuff that they're used to seeing. Right, right, right. So you, you've come a long ways, right? So what, what was it like at the beginning? Cause what, what, while you were trying to figure it out, because I know at the beginning we had some conversations about how you were like, Oh, like my stuff's not getting a lot of views, but I don't want to go chasing vanity metrics i want to make sure that i stay within my audience and like grow more slowly right how did that thought process work out yeah so i mean originally honestly i was doing a little bit more i was like okay well tiktok is a little more like skits and entertainment and stuff so i was trying to do more like just like basketball tricks and just make it entertainment and it wasn't really like what the youtube channel is about like the youtube channel is more about like giving value and teaching and, and learning and things like that so right. at, at one point I was like, well, let's give a few of these a try. Cause I saw other people, I finally found other people on TikTok in the basketball niche doing that. And I'm like, well, let's give this a try. And I started having more consistent results with it. And I was like, okay, well this fits more with my brand and it's working. So let's just roll with it. And that was really where the big shift happened for me is just kind of uh, playing around with it, trying to do a few, getting familiar with the format. And, and I think what really, really helped was, kind of just seeing what's working for people outside my genre, but also who, you know, other, was doing basketball, other basketball skills training channels and kind of seeing, okay, this is what they're doing. Okay. I can definitely adapt this and, and make it my own. Right. Right. So how many followers are you up to now? I think I just hit 20, 21,000 somewhere. Let me see. I don't even nice. Know. Nice. I surpassed my Instagram. I was like trying to like beat my Instagram 21.6. Nice. So, so let me ask, uh, what, um, what, uh, what strategies did you use to grow your channel? uh faster by using your other platforms because there's no doubt that you grew faster than you would have if somebody was just starting a value-based basketball channel from scratch so did, did you lever are you trying to like how do you work to get more tiktok followers on your other platforms yeah for sure i mean i, I do think a big part of it was just kind of figuring out tiktok to get on that for you page but yeah I, without question like having get handles youtube and all that helps um, and actually funny story. I was on TikTok before it was TikTok. I was on it when it was musically. If you go back to my oldest videos, it was still musically. Uh, a buddy of mine's really big mm -hmm. on there. Uh, he 
was big on Vine back in the day and he pushed his following over to Instagram. And then when Musical.ly came out, he did that. He got me hooked on it originally. And then I just kind of stopped doing it. Um, and then I picked it back up. So uh, I had a little bit of a following from that already. So that helped. Um, and then after that, I basically did a couple things with YouTube. Number one, I started using my community tab to make community tab posts and say, hey, I'm on TikTok now, check me out. Uh, I emailed my email list as well. And then the other thing is on the beginning of my YouTube videos, I started adding just like a little like pop up with Instagram, Twitter, you know, well, not Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok and Facebook with my handles so people could go follow me. I don't really call it out or anything, but it's there. And then I started adding it into the descriptions of all my video, my new videos. Um, didn't change any of the old ones, but those have definitely helped make a push for it. Um, and then the other thing, and this is something I just love about TikTok and why I've been really falling in love with the platform is I feel like on TikTok, I can, I can go there and kind of edit the video to some degree by adding the text screens and whatnot and having good music too, which is awesome. You know, being, get popular artists, something you normally wouldn't get. So then I can make a really good video. And what I love about it is that I can go and take that content and I'll share it to my YouTube stories. I'll take that same content. And it's been performing better than pretty much anything else I'm putting on Instagram. So not only am I getting good content for those platforms, but then also at the end it says, uh, get handles or whatever. And it shows the TikTok logo. So then that also kicks people back to my TikTok. So not only am I getting content for those platforms, but those platforms can now bring people back to my TikTok. So mm it's just been awesome on that side of things for me to leverage. And, and what about the other way? Have you tried to use TikTok to grow the other platforms? Great question. And honestly, that was kind of my goal. You know, I was like, I can get this big following and I could just push them over to YouTube. And now I'm kind of just like, let's just grow on TikTok and let it be. It is whatever it is. Um, and then initially I was trying to push people over to YouTube and I have YouTube and Instagram linked in my profile. So, you know, I can get some following that way. But I, I haven't honestly done a lot of push for that. If anything, I've been pushing people to go to my squeeze page, which I have linked in my profile. So, you know, from there, I figure if I get their email address, I can push them anywhere I want. Um, but and what are you using there? Let's let's drill down a little bit more on the monetization strategy. So what are you? So what's your squeeze page? In yeah. TikTok? So basically. Yeah, it's basically, uh, I use the same one for everything pretty much. Uh, it's just a free ball handling workout. I'll send people from YouTube there to TikTok to there, Instagram to there. Um, and yeah, it's just a free ball handling workout. They pop in their email. I send them it to them right away uh, for free. And then, you know, from there, I've got products and services I offer on the back end. I can send them back to TikTok. I can send them to YouTube if a new video comes out, you know, all that kind of stuff. Do you, uh, do, do you, do you put them in an email sequence off of that and then sell them something in that email sequence? Yep. Yep. I definitely, yeah. It's like, uh, I want to say it's like, I haven't even looked at it in forever. It's, I want to say it's like 16 day automated sequence. Um, giving some more free tips and things like that, offering some products, uh, a couple different products and services, linking them to some social media and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's actually one of the things that we recently added to the, the TikTok course that I have is like basically adding exactly that to your TikTok because so, people are wondering how to monetize it. Um, and this is really what you need. You need, you need a lead magnet. <laughs> you need a lead magnet yeah. and then an automated email sequence. Um, so, you know, if you don't have a CRM or something, you're behind. So, uh, good, good, good. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, in case you guys don't know, it can be very powerful to grow your YouTube and Instagram following on TikTok. Uh, 
And I am working at being more consistent on YouTube. I'm completely inconsistent slash invisible lately on YouTube because of time, which is a ridiculous objection that I hate. Uh, but uh, I would probably do that every so often, like little YouTube, um, little YouTube plugs. Um, just to get people over there. And the reason it works so well is because uh, I'm sure that you guys know this, but in case you don't, the little there's a little button on everybody's TikTok platform here. Apparently I was trying to do an Ariana Grande song when I was in TikTok class, good for me. Okay, so yeah, as you can see, there's that little, uh, oh, it's all blown out from the light. Anyway, there's a little video icon and if you have your Instagram and your YouTube hooked up, it'll look like a, like a play button, I think. And then so you can actually, if you click it, it'll have a drop down that says, do you want to go to Instagram or YouTube? So it's right there. So uh, you can easily grow your channels in those other ways if you tell people where to go. Um, so it's, 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 it's interesting that they sort of integrated TikTok like integrated that into TikTok so much since they're obviously part of completely different companies, but uh, it's cool and and it's a great it's a great way to do it. And I always say that you need to really structure and optimize your TikTok page like a landing page because I mean I don't know about you I don't know how much you look at your stats, but you know I'm getting like twenty five hundred to three thousand profile visits a week, and it's silly to not do something intelligent with them. Like give them an experience, you know? Number one, I think your best way to get followers is what you say in that, in that, bio, in, in that bio section. Um, and uh, I think, and it also helps you bring the right followers because they're only gonna, like if you're very clear about what type of value you're going to provide in your bio, then they're gonna follow you based on that if they liked your video, because I don't know about you, but I'm super discerning about who I follow. And so when I'm going to follow somebody, the video alone might not be enough for me. I'm gonna to go to their profile. I'm gonna stalk them a little bit. I may watch some more of their videos um, if I was really intrigued, but I also will first, I'll probably first make the decision to follow and I'll do that mostly by the bio. So that's super, super important. Um, and then having that squeeze page. A lot of people still don't have the website link function. I have it, sounds like you have it. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's based on followers, but uh, I think who knows? I got it at a thousand. Did you get it exactly at a thousand? Uh, I think I had just barely passed a thousand. At least that's when I first noticed it, mm. and I and I've been checking pretty frequently because I wanted to get that squeeze page link in there. And I want to yeah. say I thought you got it right around there too. Yeah, well, I don't remember. I I don't think I got it right at a thousand, but maybe I did. I can't remember now. Or maybe it I was mean 10, a thousand. No, it's not 10,000. No, it's definitely not 10,000. I had it well before 10,000. But okay. yeah, I think that, I think that, um, uh, I mean, a lot of TikTok things open up at 1,000. So maybe they are like on the back end, like throwing that around because that's when lives open up to you. Have yep. you started, have you done any lives? I've done one and I've keep meaning to like do another one or, and whatnot, uh, but I haven't. And it's funny because I, <laughs> So that guy that I told you about that got me on it when it was musically, you could monetize on live with the gifts people can give you or whatever. Yes. And yes. Right. He was crashing at my place once he's from Hawaii and he came up to Wisconsin to visit me every now and then. And he, I don't know how he was doing this. He literally set his phone up 
with a basketball sitting on the bed in the guest room. And he was hanging out with me in my room as I, I was doing some editing on a video and he was getting money, just having it sit there in the other room doing nothing. Um, so like ever since then, I was like kind of intrigued and he would do like, he had these other little tricks like, Oh, if you give me a whatever gift, I'll do this basketball trick. So that kind of always intrigued me, but I've, I've never really <laughs> dove into that side of things. I've seen some people too, that I'm following. They'll be like top gifter gets featured in my profile and stuff like that. Like these little like bribes or whatever to get people to, to give these gifts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. See the, <laughs> the gifts are so weird. Like, like a lot of things on TikTok to really leverage like the in like 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 the real audience and like like to to really leverage something like a live you you need like a hundred thousand plus followers because like I I will even see people with like a hundred thousand followers and they'll only be, have like twelve to fourteen concurrent people on their lives it's really interesting okay. but nobody's being strategic with it right um, the the weird thing is like it's flash in the pan content because it does not save anywhere like literally right. it is gone just like Instagram in the old days. Although I think maybe in Instagram, you could have saved it back in the day. I'm not sure, but you'd, it's not even saved. It's gone. Like whatever you're like. So really it's like sort of meant to like, like if you're going to do it, you should go live for a really long time. I feel like, and just yeah. sort of be there because, because otherwise like nobody's going to see it. Um, I don't, I, I always have push notifications turned off on like everything on my phone except for text messages. So I'm not sure if you get a push notification, but I do, it does. When you go live, it goes to the top, of uh it goes to the top of people's uh notifications list so it'll just say watch there i've right. done it before i've had some engagement you know i got a gift once you know with the gifts uh TikTok takes i think like a two-thirds cut so like if oh, somebody gives half. you a I, yeah, I, I saw, I saw, yeah, I heard the other day, I saw the other day that like, if you, if somebody donates a hundred dollars, uh, TikTok takes 66 of it. I think I'm like, Whoa, that's a huge wow. cut. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Some See, people complain. Yeah, I YouTube. suppose if you're incentivizing it, I mean, yeah, very, it's very interesting. Uh, so, 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 so you've used it to move people to the other platforms. Have you gotten any, like, how is the, how would the, how, how are the audiences the same or different? Like, have you seen like lots of people follow you? They're like, oh yeah, I know your YouTube channel. Or is it just sort of sporadic? Like, like, do, do you feel like you're moving your audience from platform to platform and picking up people along the way? Or do you feel like it's more siloed? Um, I'm getting an occasional comment from people saying that they follow me on YouTube. Um, but for the most part, I get the feel that most people or at least half are just completely oblivious to who I am. And this is the first time they're seeing me is on TikTok. Um, and kind of on that note, uh, I've definitely noticed a difference in the demographics from the kind of comments I get. You can oh, tell sure. it's, a, it's a much younger audience for the most part. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say it's only though. I've definitely got some for, from people where you could tell they're a little bit more, you know, experienced with basketball or whatever, you know, just kind of based on the questions I get or, or criticisms or whatever else. Um, Right. So it's definitely been a mixed bag, but I would say it definitely steers younger. Yeah, I've seen that too, of course. But but I and 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 I think one thing that folks need to remember is that 
a lot of people take the platforms for granted as far as like, oh, well, the largest demographic on TikTok is X. Like this is the mix. So that means when I put out a post, X is going to see it. But you're not taking the algorithm into account and you're also not taking the creative into account. Mm -hmm. If you're maturing your content up and it's meant clearly and hashtagged correctly because hashtag is how you target your avatar. Um, and I mean, you're just, you're just not like, that's who is going to see. So, so the algorithm is going to see what types of people with what types of profiles are actually watching your stuff. And then they're going to show that to more people. And that's how you're going to bring valuable followers in. So if you want to find more of your avatar, you have to change your creative right. so that you can find those people. Now with you, with basketball, like it's just so broad, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously like, the stuff that you're teaching people is only for people that are serious about basketball. But at the same time, I'm not serious about basketball and I love your videos because I'm a sports fan and I'm a basketball fan. I just love watching that stuff, right? So you're just gonna get, there's gonna be tons of people like me out there that follow you, right? And so then it's like, then what, right? right. Uh, it's okay, like, is it okay? Is it not okay? I guess it's okay. And then you just have a broader, you have a broader audience there. So maybe those people won't come to your basketball camps, but I think what's interesting is as your audience develops, have you thought about potentially there being a point where you can monetize that, like that more casual basketball player in any sort of products or services, especially since they're responding to you so well on TikTok? That's something I sh I've, somewhat thought about and i've kind of dabbled with to some degree i've got some guy actually last summer i did a thing with a, a bunch of guys they were like in their 40s and 50s that love basketball tricks had them come out to florida we did like a little mini camp teaching them tricks um which that's still somewhat niche you know but yeah like you're saying i uh something more broad i guess i haven't really thought about that too much that's actually a really good idea something maybe I like i wonder if with. there's some sort of like i don't know like some sort of entertainment based thing that you could, that you could give to them. I'm not really sure what it would be. I don't know. I got to think about it, but yeah. <laughs> it's something to think about, right? Like, I wonder, I wonder if, if there are ways to, uh, to sort of monetize that. Right. Cause some of the stuff you do, like it's a little globetrotters y too. Like it's not just, right. it's not just like, how to do a killer crossover, right? So that you can score more points, break down your defender more. It's also just kind of like, isn't this really freaking cool? You know, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I can do this with a basketball and isn't that cool? Um, and Jesse's sick, you guys. He's totally he's sick. He's sick. Yeah, he's awesome. some of the look at me mom <laughs> videos. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I don't know. I, I mean, it could be, it could be interesting. It could be interesting if there's something there. I wonder what percentage of your audience is just sitting there being like, I'm just not a serious enough basketball player for his products, but I'm super interested in basketball <laughs> in yeah. some way. I've, I do have a, a fairly large audience that gets into that, that just like plays pickup basketball and whatnot. Um, and I do have some products that are more geared towards that, like towards tricks and being flashy and getting oohs and ahs. Um, and what I don't, are they? I'm just curious. Uh, one is called Ultimate Breakdown Moves too. It's like street ball moves, and then another is okay. Endless Flow. It's like uh, like the when the Globetrotters do their little circle and they spin around the arms and pass it to each other and stuff like that, and they're not really trying to score or anything like that. Kind of along those lines. Um, it's tricks like that. Oh, interesting, interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what else I love that you have done? <laughs> I love these green screen videos that you make. How, I mean, we want to, so, so, so basically, uh, unless you've actually been with Chris Bosch, which I don't think you have been. Like, no, I was. Oh, you were? Yeah, that's an NBA commercial. Wait, those are not with a, those are not from a green screen? Yeah, that, well, one, you can literally see the green screen green. It's me and LaMarcus Aldridge, and the green screen, you can see it hanging in the back. Like, oh, but that's really so, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, yeah. I did oh, an NBA commercial with those guys. For some reason, I was thinking, that's cool. For some reason, I was, by the way, you, you need to do that on TikTok and tell that story, um, by yeah. the way. Or maybe yeah. do that in like a bunch of different versions. Like, oh, that one time I hung out with LaMarcus Aldridge and did a commercial with him. You'll get a crap load of followers through it. Yeah. But um, just like just like leveraging that. I was, <laughs> I was recently talking to a friend of mine who was on Shark Tank and uh, she was trying to figure out how to do her TikTok. And I was just like, you know that, th listen, there's this trend out there where it's like, ba 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 Yes, ba 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 Yes, me. Have you seen that one? I don't know if you've seen that uh, one. But anyway, I was like, you have to do that trend with TikTok. And then you just put the text on screen. Were you on Shark Tank? Yes. Did you, did your, did you, get, a, did you get a deal? Yes. Who, okay. who, me. And she got, it was obviously her most highest viewed video ever because it was capitalizing on a trend. And it, um, it, uh, it like, it was like, oh, I got to follow this person. She was on Shark Tank. She's like semi-famous, uh, you know? So huh. <laughs> it's interesting. You should do, you should totally capitalize on that. But that, it, the thing is though, I was looking at those videos really closely and I, for some reason, thought it was a green screen. You could do it with a green screen. Like literally, if you yeah. had B-roll sliced out of like Michael Jordan, just like spinning a basketball and like throwing it <laughs> side to side and you were just, ne I mean, I don't yeah. know. For some reason, it looked like that to me. I was like, man, that's brilliant little editing work. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, because of the way the, the set was on the commercial. Behind us, it was like a, basically like a, I don't remember if it was a projector or like a TV screen. But yeah, they have like the NBA ESPN playoffs logo flash. And then they had a bunch of shadowy figures. That was me doing tricks in the background. Um, and it was always changing. So I could mm. definitely see why it would seem that way because it, it was like a screen behind us. Yeah, that probably paid, played a part because it was like clearly all chroma keyed out like all around you. So yeah, I don't know. That, that, that is so interesting. The other thing is like, if you have any empathy angles to pull around, like did you ever get injured playing basketball or like have yeah. any really down times? If you tell those stories on TikTok, they will go viral. Okay. You know, like if okay. you do them in this way where you're like spreading it out, it'd be so interesting. And you're, okay. oh, the other thing that you didn't really mention is you're repurposing your TikTok stuff on Instagram pretty frequently, right? That's pretty much all I'm posting on Instagram right now. But it's doing well, right? Yes, very well. Very, very well. And so that's how, why. So, so walk us through how you're doing it because there's a little bit of a process you have to go through to make it work, right? Unless you're just doing stories. Um, yeah, no. So I'm, I'm mainly doing it as regular content on Instagram. The only thing I'm really paying attention to is when I make my TikTok, I just make sure I don't have text and me too high and too low because the format is a little bit tighter. It's not quite as tall on Instagram. So that's pretty much it. I just make sure I don't have the text too high that it gets cut off and then you can't see me or vice versa. And then you just, you just save that from TikTok and post it. Yeah, I click the TikTok share button. Um, it downloads a version. It also puts at the end a little black screen that has my username and says TikTok there. 
Um, and then, yeah, I just literally put it on Instagram, maybe put a little caption, tons of hashtags share. And that's been getting really good traction. I was doing a bunch of like, you know, like, uh, square versions, like the meme bars on top and bottom and all that. And I'm not messing with that anymore. Cause those are taking me forever to make. And now I can just make a TikTok and put it on Instagram and it's doing better. So it's like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually do something different, but that's interesting. I, I can think of, I mean, you see, see the, 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 the one thing that I think is super smart about you and you mentioned this, this is the second time you've mentioned this is that you are always thinking about post-production and distribution while you're shooting. So you're yeah. thinking about the TikTok stuff when you're doing a shoot for YouTube, because you're going to try to pull out all this other B-roll and turn it into TikToks, right? Yeah. And then for Instagram, while you're making the TikTok, you're thinking about how it would repurpose on Instagram. Yep. So that's, that's so interesting while still being native. That's super smart. Super, yeah. super smart. That's awesome. And yeah, that way I only, I'm really only focusing on kind of two platforms, TikTok and YouTube. And then when I got my TikTok, then I just put that in my Instagram, my YouTube stories, Facebook, I guess if I wanted to, I just, I'm not messing with Facebook much anymore because kind of sucks, but <laughs> Yeah. YouTube stories. Is that a thing for you? It is. I, I get some views from it. I don't really know how it's affecting my channel. Like I'm definitely getting some, like so, my latest stories, like, let me pull one up. I got like a string of like seven or eight of them right now. Um, so the first one in my group of stories has like 21,000 views, but I just, I, I got to figure out better ways to leverage it. Like I, you know, maybe check out my newest video or right now I'm just literally posting my TikToks in there though. Cause it's easy. You know, how do people get... find out about you having a YouTube story? Is it show up on your like home feed on mobile here? Yeah, it would show up on my profile. Um, if you go to the get handles basketball page, there's that like different tabs that you can swipe to the right for on the menu at the top. And then sometimes they'll show up in the feed too. Like if you're watching a video and it's, about, you know, something basketball related, there's a chance that my story might show up down below that. Not, they're starting to see put that's there. what, so yeah, I'm on my home feed of YouTube right now. I don't see any stories. Now, if I yeah. go explore, I don't see any stories there either. So do you, you, you usually have to go to somebody's profile, like to their channel? They'll occasionally put them, like if you're watching a video below, like by the recommended videos, they'll occasionally put them there. Not always. Uh. But yeah, otherwise you have to go to the person's profile to see them. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I definitely wow. have to put a little more thought into how to leverage them. Right now I'm just kind of treating them as like, hey, here's a way to give value and get people to check out my TikTok, you know? It makes sense. I mean, like, I guess the thing is, if they're coming to your profile, they're already pretty high intent. Chances are they're already going to consume your other content too. It's interesting. Yeah. I wonder how that works. I wonder how to leverage that. YouTube is coming yeah. up with YouTube shorts, which is supposed to be like a TikTok competitor. So yeah. I've been oh, dabbling with goes. Facebook's version of it. Uh, they, they've got a competitor too called Lasso. Um, I didn't get much traction on there though. So I stopped messing with it. There's another one uh, right. collab effect that I'm on. I got some spam message on Instagram about it. It's like, oh, whatever, I'll check it out. They said you can make money on there just for posting. And I've earned some coins, but not enough to cash out. But uh, sometimes when I post, I don't know. I don't know if they're legit, but like, it'll say like I have like 40,000 views on stuff. And, and they had me like featured on the homepage and everything because they probably don't have anyone else to put on there for sports. But uh, it's weird because I'll get it like 40,000 views, but I'll have like 
and a lot of likes, but zero comments. So I'm just like, what the heck? Is this real? I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that platform, but it's, it's kind of like another TikTok, but it's a little different. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the other one I've come across is Firework. Yeah, uh, I'm on there too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am on there just because I created it once. Uh, I don't know. I, I, the, the one cool thing about Firework, and I don't know that it's going to be a thing because it's, like, it's not as good of an app of TikTok right now, but it, the, like, Firework's whole gimmick is that like, you shoot and then, yeah, you can like, move it this way and like, see more yeah. of what you're... <laughs> like, you watch yeah. it in vertical and then you're like, oh, you want to see more of the screen? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> uh, great to talk about this stuff. Jesse, uh, where, where can we find out more about you? Uh, get handles basketball. I'm all over social media. Um, and if you want to learn a little bit more about YouTube and stuff like that, inspire video marketing on YouTube, I'm kind of just posting every now and then on there right now, like once every two weeks. But if you want to learn more about how to grow on YouTube, that's there. Um, oh, one other tip I wanted to leave you with that, uh, for TikTok yeah. that I found works well. I actually picked this up from watching yeah. different people on, uh, YouTube. I've been taking old videos from TikTok, downloading them, literally reposting them. And sometimes they blow up like way more than they did the first time. So you can save yourself a lot of work doing that and still get more views. That's been killing it for me. I had one that just exploded recently. I love that. This is the second. So this is the second podcast I have recorded today about TikTok and uh the i had i had one of these uh, like i had another like tiktok marketer like guru guy on earlier he's great though and um he said the same thing he's been reposting like crazy and seeing it seeing stuff just absolutely blow up so i tried it for the first time today so we'll see how it goes yeah i would definitely i would recommend doing it a few times because i've I tried it once. I'm like, eh, it did okay. Did a little work. Not like I reposted one that killed it and then it didn't do as good. But then another one I posted did way better than the first time. So yeah, minimal work to maybe get some more views. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Listen, up, man. <laughs> if you can ever repurpose content, do it. Absolutely yeah. do it. Stop thinking that your content has to just live once. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. When I was in all my media gigs all of them you know like we reposted like we had a we had a reposting strategy and every post would go up multiple multiple like when i was at business insider we were reposting new content at least three times in the first seven days wow and uh and we were always like going back to the queue and reposting it again like six months later and things would just blow up you know i mean there's there's just no reason not to do it people get too in their heads about that kind of stuff these algorithms make it so that you're hidden so you've yeah. got to scream yeah. and just keep screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming. Sounds yeah. exhausting because it is. I, I was, <laughs> but it <yeah>. works. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was worried that people are going to be like, Oh, you're reposting the same stuff. I have got zero comments about that yet. So people don't even know, especially because you have 20,000 followers. Now, if you go and share something when you had 2000 followers, I mean, just the whole audience is going to be so new. Right. You know, exactly. I mean, and then, and then since TikTok often shows you older videos from the library, people won't know if they're watching something new or something older. They don't know what it's posted. Like dates are not a huge thing on TikTok. Right. You're just like watching content. People don't yeah. even know if it's new or old. Yeah. There's no, there's no transparency into it at all. No. So uh, you would have to repost a lot for people to even notice. 
Um, yeah. And uh, honestly, it's the same thing on other social platforms. I mean, when I was running social media business insider, sometimes I would have to look and I would be like, oh, like, have we posted that yet? I don't even remember. Like, there's just like so much going on and people don't get served certain things. And I don't know, it's interesting. Make your content live. It takes time to make, but then like you can do so much with it. So much with it. One of the great things about TikTok and we'll sort of end it here is that I, I've noticed that you can repurpose it, repurpose it pretty much everywhere. You can put it on your Instagram. I, I take every TikTok that I make that's on brand for me, like value video, like video tips. I put it into, so I, I do something different than you. I use video shop on my iPhone, which is my favorite iPhone video editor. Okay. It's really easy to resize videos there. And I just, I, I just, resize it to square and it, it puts the video inside of a square and i just put like a, i just put a yellow background so it has like two yellow bars with the vertical video in the middle okay. and then i just throw that into my social media scheduler and just blast it on every single platform that's usually what i do with my tiktoks and then with okay. this with stories i just use the straight tiktok like vertical okay. okay i think that your way is slightly better because uh it's going to take up more screen real estate, like inside of a post. But I think that I would like personally, I'm, I'd rather stick to my way because for me, because I already feel like your limitations of where you can put text on TikTok are really limited as they are yeah. because you, you're covered everywhere. So I feel like maybe I'll just make the TikTok native and then I'll chuck that inside of a square box in video shop and easily do it there instead. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of interesting to think about, um, all these different ways yeah. to do it, but yes, repurpose. And since TikToks are, and some people might disagree with me, but that's because you haven't spent a lot of time on TikTok. Probably TikToks are the easiest content to create of all the social platforms. So yeah. if you feeding that and then you can repurpose, I mean, I've even had success with it in Facebook ads, like using it inside Facebook advertising them. campaigns. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's value-based yeah. content, you know? Uh, so uh, anyway, it's really interesting stuff. Jesse, thank you so much for being, it's always a good conversation. I'm sure that I'll find an yeah. excuse to have you on the show again soon. I appreciate that, man. I love it. I love hanging out. All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. All right, later, man. Bye.